Welcome to the Conquer Food Podcast with Craig and Paula Williams, where we share tips, tricks and strategies from the coalface of the weight loss industry in the UK. We're going to help you to think, eat and move better. Ultimately, we're going to help you finally gain control and conquer food. Hey up, how's it going? Welcome to this first episode of Series 4 of the Conquer Food Podcast. Can't believe it, it's come round already. It just seems like two minutes when I started Series 3, right at the start of, uh, of 2020, and what an absolute year that was. Um, but here we are, 2021, and um, one of the things I want to talk about today is a 30-day challenge that we we tend to run in the first, or in January of, of every year. Um, it's called the 30 day sugar free challenge. It is exactly what it says on the packet where it's, you know, you, you basically cut out, reduce, moderate, ideally completely eliminate, um, sugars from your diet. And, uh, so today I want to talk about why we do that. I'm going to talk about some of the benefits of quitting and reducing sugar, some of the, the, uh, the symptoms and, and, um, problems associated with overeating, uh, uh sugar, you know, eating, eating way too much sugar and the wrong types. Um, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you some tips on how you can battle some of the withdrawals and, uh, and the symptoms of sort of quitting that you, that you get with uh, when you're quitting sugar. Um, and what else? I'm going, to do? I'm going to talk about how you can get involved in the challenge if you want to. And, uh, and, and that's basically it. That's basically covers everything that we're going to talk about today. So a good episode. Um, I think some of the things that I'm going to talk about will you know, you, you're going to, it might just sort of shake your world a little bit. You know, I might talk about things where you're like, well, hang on a minute. I've been, I've been told and educated that actually that is a health food. And, you know, now what I want you to understand right from the start is that in regards to sugars and in fact, most foods, um, you've got to think of it in like, like a spectrum, like a sliding scale where right down the bottom, you've got like horrible, um, sucrose, like table, refined table sugar, which is horrendous. And then it goes all the way up until you might get to like uh, cabbage, right? Or, or broccoli or something like that. All all sugars, the, the, they're dealt in the body in some respects in the same way. Um, but fundamentally what I'm saying is they're all, they're all sugars. And it's very hard to identify uh, an area or a line where we can go, right, everything below this is good and everything or oh, bad and, and everything above this is good. And, but people want that, you know, most people that are looking to manage weight or clean out their eating and get healthy, they want this clear demarcation line where you cook it, right, as long as I'm eating this, this is good. What I need you to understand is that everything revolves around the context of that food. Uh, what I mean by that is each of you will have your own story. Each of you will have your own little place in the weight loss and fitness um, journey. And you need to you need to assess the foods that you eat based on where you are in that journey. For example, if I said to somebody, right, okay, I want you to just have kale chips and, you know, mackerel for your lunch. Some people would be like, you are kidding me. That is disgusting. I can't, I can't manage that, you know, and they're, they're still eating, perhaps still eating, you know, a really heavy sort of pasta, pasta dish with mayonnaise and all this kind of stuff, thinking that, that that's like, 
a healthy food and, and it is healthier than like McDonald's or something like that. Um, so I hope you sort of understand what I'm saying there. You know, it's all within the context of you right now and wherever you are. Um, the reason why I'm kind of saying this is on my 30 day sugar free challenge Facebook group. There's a little bit of discussion going on about like whether you should keep bread, grains, legumes in your diet when you're trying to eliminate sugar. Now, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird question because not a weird question, but it's a tough question to ask because to answer because fundamentally they're all they're all sugars, you know. So if you if you're truly start cutting out sugar, reducing sugar, then it's a real easy win to sort of drop out some of the bread and all that kind of stuff. Um, and likewise on this sliding scale. Some breads are really, really what we call glycemic, so they affect blood sugar and, and insulin. Um, that would be like white varieties of bread, like real cheap, cheap crap that's been messed about with, all the way up to something that's like full of fiber and is almost as close to the, the natural grain as you can, like a whole grain slice of bread. Both of them, obviously bread, but both of them will do slightly different things inside the body. So it's a tough question to answer. Me personally, you know, I recommend anybody cuts out grains, beans and legumes because some of the other health problems that they cause inside the body. But, you know, if say if you're, you know, a vegetarian, vegan or whatever, then it might be that you you feel you have to include some of this stuff because otherwise, you know, you might feel well, what, what else are going to eat? Um, so that's that. That's I've kind of, you know, framed this idea of, you know, there is no good and bad foods, just the wrong context and the right context. So uh, just bear that in mind as we as we go through. So so why would you consider quitting sugar? Like what are the benefits of it? Um the reason why we we tend to do this 30-day sugar-free challenge is that lots of people at the start of the year, you know, they start they, they pick out these challenges and like, okay, right, I'm going to run every day for January or I'm going to um I'm going to alcohol free or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to walk every day and they, they pick out these challenges uh, or stopping smoking or something like that. And quite often, you know, these are all, these are all great challenges, but I feel like the real big hitter that anybody can do is to really, you know, is to really identify and reduce, eliminate the sugar that's in their diet, that the benefits of this are just far greater than, than anything else in my eyes, purely because, you know, re sugar really is the, the silent killer that is just absolutely smashing obesity, um, smashing society right now. You know, it is, it is the root cause of a lot of obesity and a lot of autoimmune problems. Um, and I think it's just a great way to start the year. Once you've reduced a cut down on your sugars, everything else just becomes so much easier. Your fitness becomes easier. Your sleep becomes better. Your mood becomes better. You know, if you're somebody who has a, a tendency to have a bit of depression and anxiety, that can all be dramatically improved all through uh, reducing and, and quitting sugar. So um, a couple of little facts and figures, okay? So the average American consumes 22 to 30 teaspoons, okay? This is about 88 to 120 grams of sugar each day, all right? Which is, it, it's like... I don't know, it's like four, four or five times more than our recommended daily allowance. It's a hell of a lot. And and the trend is that it's going up and up and up. Um, it's probably no surprise that uh, the research is, is showing just that that, um, that sugar can be highly addictive. In fact, you know, some studies have, have said that it's even more addictive than than some like hardcore drugs. Um, one of the studies that uh, that I've read recently is they, they did... A study with uh, with rats, and the rats would favour sugar 
over morphine and, and other drugs like that, you know, such as the addictive nature of it. And this stuff is, is laced. It's ubiquitous in the world, isn't it? You know, it's absolutely everywhere in everything, in most things. It's just really, really hard to kind of, to kind of break, break free from. Um, and because of that addictive nature of sugar, when you start to cut it out, there's actually a whole load of withdrawal symptoms that you get and, um, you know, and it can make it quite tough. Like I said, I'm going to give you some tips to get through the withdrawals uh, a little bit later on. Um, but what are the benefits? Well, the, one of the, I've got four like main benefits here and there's a whole load of other things that branch off from this. Uh, one, one of one is increased energy. You know, at the minute, majority of people are fueling themselves like, like, uh, you know, like a, like a petrol car where it's just like, you know, really hot, intense bursts of, of energy, but then a big dip and then a big peak and then a big dip. And they're just fueling themselves erratically throughout the day on these very sweet, sugary foods. Um, so, or very, very simple sugars. Um, when you start to balance that out and you eat much more complex or slower releasing carbohydrates and, and you know, and better forms of sugar, and when you start to release, uh, when you start to reduce the total amount of sugar, your, your energy balance has started to, to real, really balance out. You know, you really start to control it and you, you tend to have more energy because you're no longer in these peaks and troughs and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, another one, and this is probably the, the biggest benefit that people are after, is uh, especially in the immediate term, is improved weight management. It just becomes so much easier to manage weight when you're controlling sugar. For years, we've run scared of fat, thinking that fat, makes us fat and and that was a bit of you know um misinformation back in the in the in the 50s and 60s uh and you know we now know that actually sugar is is far more responsible for fat storage than than fat ever will be um so when we start to reduce and eliminate sugar we can we can learn to or our body can can manage weight better and the fact is that you are you consuming a considerably less amount of of calories so that along with some of the things that go on in your in your body the messages that are sent and and uh, and you know the, the way that the body works it just makes weight management weight loss much much easier and actually when you start to cut out sugar there is some very very dramatic very rapid weight loss it's one of the big things that we do at team boot camp we really start to moderate your refined and, uh, and process sugar, and it has a, a, a dramatic difference. Um, because fundamentally, it allows you to tap into your fat stores as energy. Whenever the body has an abundance of, of sugar, or you're consuming sugar, you are spiking insulin. And when you when you spike insulin, it's almost like putting a padlock on the door to to fat using fat as energy in the body. You know, so. Um, Number three I want to talk about is enhanced mood, mental clarity, focus, and health. You know, all these things and health is sort of tagged on the end there as if it's nothing, but you know, very rarely do I speak to people and they go, well, I just want to be healthy. Not many people actually say that, you know, they'll say they want to lose weight. They want to reduce depression. They want to improve their mental state or whatever. Um, health is like much more of a long-term thing. Um, but it is really important. You know, when you cut out sugar, all these things can be dra dramatically enhanced you know, you just, you, you think better, you're much more positive, you've got a lot more mental clarity, you know, nowhere near the amount of like mental fog that you get when you're kind of fueled on sugar. Um, you, you've got the ability to focus more, you know, it, 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 it really 
it tears me apart sometimes when I think of like the youngsters doing their exams and all that and the fueled on Red Bull and six donuts that they've got for a quid from the supermarket, you know, and they're expected to focus on that and they think, you know, this will keep me going and, you know, it's completely the wrong thing to be eating really. Um, so when you start to strip all that stuff out, you know, you can focus much, much better. And there's a whole host of health benefits Two, you know, I could do weeks and weeks of podcasts on on how, you know, cutting out sugar will affect your, improve your health. Um, and, and then the next one is reduced inflammation. So inflammation, you know, lots of people have kind of have heard of inflammation now. Uh, a few years ago, it was a surprise to some people that, you know, the body can get into like an inflamed state and the effects that that has on your joints and, and that kind of stuff. Inflammation is perfectly normal in the body. What is not normal is an excessive amount of inflammation. And when you're consuming lots of of poor quality sugars, simple sugars, then you can make that, you know, that inflammation much worse. And uh, and that can, it can manifest itself in loads of different ways from like aching joints to, you know, you feel like, oh, this, I don't know what it is, but this knee just hurts all the time and arthritis and, you know, lots and lots of different stuff. All those things can be enhanced, improved, increased by quitting sugar. You know, there really is very little downside in the long term. Um, and just to reiterate that the fact about weight loss, you know, majority of people listening to this podcast will be looking to manage weight in some regard, whether it's uh, to lose a significant amount of weight or or, or manage weight or whatever. Um, you know, in terms of like weight loss, and I'll probably do another episode on this in regards to how the how insulin works in the body and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, sugar really is, uh, it's like the, the key in the lock. It's like, you know, the, the switch or whatever that will cause your body to store any excess energy uh, as body fat. You know, other food groups like protein to some extent will spike insulin um, and fat, you know, has a, a slight effect on insulin. But nothing like like sugar okay so it is like you know the if you if you can cut the sugar out it really is the best step that you can you can take in regards to uh, in regards to weight loss and so many other things as well for example you know imagine losing all the cravings that you get in the evening or in the middle of the night when you just got the munchies you know and you just want something to eat and to satisfy those cravings right now. We, we, we say we're hungry and we're starving, but we're not, you know, we, we're craving sugar. We're, we're withdrawing and we need to, um, you know, we need to get that little tick in the box, that little mental um, dump of dopamine to, you know, to, su- to suppress those cravings and stuff. So imagine if all those were gone and how, how much better you could eat and how much better life would be. Um, one of the questions I get a lot is like, how long does it take to withdraw from sugar? Now, as far as I'm aware, and I've done a bit of digging around, um, there hasn't actually been like a clinical study on this. So there's no real prescription on the number of sugar-free days you need to do in order to reset, you know, your relationship with sugar and all this kind of stuff. But from my own experience, I'm running this challenge for four or five years now. Um, some people can get through it in about seven days. Other people, about 14 to 20 days. And, and some people really do need the whole 30 days to kind of get through it. And, and everybody is different. And, and it's probably, you know, just sort of thinking about it logically, although I might be off off uh, off track a little bit, is, you know, obviously the more sugar you're eating and the more of an addictive nature you've got, the longer it's going to take. Um, one of the other things that can affect that is whether you do like a slow progressive taper 
before you, you know, you transition to cutting out sugar or whether you just go full on cold turkey and just eradicate it. Those people that do do cold turkey really do blast through those, um, those symptoms and realign everything like your taste buds and your energy levels, your cravings and all that kind of stuff much quicker than those that obviously are just slowly ripping off the plaster. Um, some people are quite happy banging out the cold turkey. Uh, other people just feel they need to take things a little bit slower and it's just like a slow moderation as they kind of work these sugars out of their diet and their habits and all that. Uh, it's up to you which way you want to go. Um, which one would I do? Well, I'm slap bag in the middle of cold turkey and, uh, you know, I developed some ways to kind of manage that and to make the cravings and, and symptoms of withdrawals from, uh, from, uh, from being a bit easier. And I'll share some of them in a bit. Um, but the best way, the best thing to do is to get involved in the 30 day challenge, uh, you know, get in the Facebook group and there's a ton of stuff, lessons and, and resources in there that'll, that'll help you do it. All right. So, um, I'll share a link with that in the description to this podcast, but also, um, you know, if you're, if you're in the team bootcamp virtual, uh, bootcamp group on, on Facebook, you'll be able to find a link to the challenge in there. Um, all right. So moving on, uh, how, how has quitting changed my life? Well, you know, not too long ago, probably, well, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago, you know, I, I make no secret about being a bit of a porker. You know, I, I was a bit of a lad ass, even though I was in the Marines and I was supposed to be really fit and some, you know, and I, I was fit. Um, I was still, I was still a chunky, you know, and, um, in fact, my nickname in the Marines was pie shop, <laughs> which, uh, which I laugh at now, but you know, it was a true indication of, of what I was doing. And I always thought that I was just big boned. I was destined always to be fat. I was one of those people that I've only got to look at a burger and I put a stone on, you know, you probably, you probably resonate with some of these things yourself. I now know that all those were just, were just excuses really. Um, you know, I had a, a lack of knowledge. So in some respects you might think, well, all right, well, not your fault if you don't really know what to do. Um, I've been completely misled on, on how to manage weight and lose weight. And, um, and fundamentally I was eating the wrong things, drinking way too much of the wrong things. And, and that showed on my body, you know, and it was, it really was as simple as that. Um, when I learned to control insulin when and by that i mean like reducing the amount of sugar that i take in and, and changing the types of sugar that that i would eat things just seemed to get much much better things just got much easier before i knew it i was i was losing weight consistently and i remember one time when i i had to have a medical and i got on the scales and the scales showed like eight or nine kilos less than i normally am and i was like I'd not, I'd not weighed myself for, for months and months. And, uh, and I remember the doctor going, right, okay, 80 kilos off you get. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not. There must be something wrong with your scales. I'm, I'm always like 88, 89 and like, no, you're 80 kilos. These scales are fine. And I was like, no, no, your scales must be wrong. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I've never been, I've never been 80 kilos since we're about bloody 15. And it was like, listen, you know, the scales are fine. You're, you're 80 kilos. And I was like, my God. And it took me a while just to get my head around that, you know, um, and, and, and that point preceded this period of really focusing on, on these sugars, un learning to understand the messages that it was sending out and the effects that it was causing in the body. 
Um, so, and it has completely changed my life because then I got into the fitness industry and then got into doing, um, weight loss retreats and boot camps. And, and here I am now, you know, delivering this podcast, coaching 140 people this January to do, you know, to get sugar free and to, and to change their lives. And every year we coach thousands of people at team boot camp, and it's the same principles. It's just, you know, we've got older, so you can't head off to the shops. Um, so, you know, it really, really did, really did change my life. And I, and I, every year when we do this challenge, I sort of think to myself, right, who here is going to get their universe rocked so much that they completely changes the course of their life, you know, because it will happen. Somebody will have such a dramatic effect and, and the, and the, you know, the spark will happen or something will click and they'll just be like, right, I've got it now, you know, and they will be able to manage their weight for the rest of their life. And I see it year in, year out. Um, so why is, is quitting sugar so hard? Well, obviously, like I said, um, sugar has got an incredibly addictive, um, what it was, what's the word? Like a, not addictive nature, but you know, it is addictive, and, uh, and obviously when, and it's a massive part of, um, the, the body's reward system, you know, sugar really does hit that body's reward system of, you know, when, when certain things are eaten or we do certain things, we get a little dump of dopamine in the brain and, and we love it. You know, we absolutely love it. It tells us that, you know, this is something that we should do more and more of because it feels good. And, uh, and the more sugar we eat, the, 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 you know, the more we learn to tolerate it and therefore we need more sugar, more sugar to get the same pleasure response and all this kind of, and this is why we kind of just end up and we're just absolute, absolutely spiraling out of control and breathing way, way too much, um, way too much of it, you know, and, and obviously foods that are high in it as well. So these, these responses in the body are exactly the same as addictive drugs. You know, it's exactly the same thing. So, you know, you wouldn't expect to be able to just break free of heroin overnight. You know, you just can't can't do that. So, it's exactly the same with the sugar. It, it does it does take a bit of work, a bit of hard graft to um, to break free of it. But it is one hundred percent worth it. It really, really is. You know, to be free. And and I remember, I remember Paula once when you know she she'd. Um, She'd crushed it with regards to sugar. She was just doing so so well with it, and um, and when I was I was talking to it. It might have been one of the podcasts previously in in the series three, and I was like, you know, how do you, how do you feel? And she went, you know what? I just feel free. I just feel like I, I'm free of all like the, the sugar handcuffs that I had before, where I was forced to eat all these things all the time because of cravings and and that kind of stuff. And uh, and now I feel free. And it's weird because. You know, quite often when you talk to people about cutting out carbohydrates or reducing carbohydrates, cutting out sugar, they, um, they'll they say, oh God, what do you eat then? You know, it seems so restrictive and it's not, you know, what's been, what's restrictive is all the health problems that you've got and these drivers that you've got and that, you know, you can't even go three or four hours without one, you know, without needing a snack or something like that. You're restricted into those foods. When you get off that, you are completely free of food. And it is, uh, it is well worth it. So a couple of other things then. Um, can quitting sugar cause anxiety? Yes, it can in the short term, but then so can binging on sugar. 
I meet a lot of people that are anxious and depressed over their weight. And then they're worried about a little bit of extra anxiety and depression whilst they go through the sugar, you know, the withdrawal from sugar. It is worth it. You know, you're going to have these ups and downs as the body's saying, what are you doing? You know, we love that feeling of sugar. Go and get it. What, why are you messing around with this? I thought we had a perfectly good relationship with this, you know, and now you're messing around with it. And it'll, it'll force, you know, try and force you to go and get more, you know, and seek it out, especially in the quiet hours of the morning or in the evenings where you haven't got a lot to do and your willpower is its lowest. But it is really, really worth getting through all that because everything long-term will be better. Your, 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 your baseline anxiety levels will be much better once you get yourself off sugar. Depression, exactly the same. We said, you know, it'll enhance your mood, make you feel much more positive, all right? So although, yes, you might get a slight increase in that anxiety, long-term, the benefits are just much, much um, better and definitely worth it. Um, can quitting sugar cause headaches? Yes, yes. Majority of people will have some kind of headache from uh, when they start to withdraw from sugar. Um, again, there are things that you can do. There's a, a supplement called L-glutamine where, you know, you can either, you can either dissolve it in a bit of water and drink it, or you can take it in tablet form or even crack the capsules under your tongue and let it absorb through under your tongue. Okay. But L-glutamine is, can have a, a great effect on the headache and help you reduce those, those headaches. Same again, the short term, you know, and you're going to have a little bit of short term misery for a lot of long-term freedom and pleasure and uh, and all the other benefits that I've spoke about. So, you know, the thing is to expect it and to work with it and not, not to reset it. I think that's one of the things that I see quite often, the big mistakes people make, is they start to feel these withdrawal symptoms and the problems associated with quitting sugar. Um, and they reset it by having a bit of sugar, thinking, all right, I'll, you know, I'll crack this again another time. There is no right time. You know, there's no perfect time to do this. You, you've just got to get through it, you know, and, and you're not the first. Loads and loads of people have, do it, have done it. And um, so, you, you know, it's not something that you're unable to do. It's just, you know, you've got to get yourself in the right mindset, a bit of, a bit of graft and just get, get yourself through it. Um, a couple of tips for, for quitting sugar. Um, like I said, a couple of ways you can do it, either cold turkey or to slowly taper things down. I would say, you know, perhaps the shortest way and for some of you, the easiest way is the cold turkey. You know, just, just eliminate the sugar. I talk about this in the training in the 30-day um, sugar-free challenge, which is a free challenge to do um, on, on Facebook. Link's in the description. Um or, you know, and, or you can do, you can do it like, like taper it, like I said, both have got pros, both have got cons. For me, it's like, you know, let's just cold turkey and get it done. Um, because it means all those, instead of having little bits of withdrawal symptoms span up, you know, spread out over weeks and weeks, you just get it banged out in the shortest period, you know, and yeah, it's shit, but everyone's in it together and it's the start of the year. So let's just, let's just bang it out of the park and then, um, and then get on with the rest of the year. Um, other tips, keep yourself hydrated is a real good tip. Um, you know, a, a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon of L-glutamine in your water can really help with the cravings and stuff. Uh, breakfast usually takes care of itself. Breakfast usually isn't that much of an issue. It's like when you're dieting and losing weight, you know, most people share pictures of the breakfast because they've got it nailed. That's when your willpower is highest, you know, and people nail breakfast 
pretty easy. Where it kind of falls down is in the evenings, you know, or they're at work and they're, they're rushed to you know, to get lunch, you know, and, and whenever you apply a bit of pressure like that, it's easy to default back to the old settings and the old things that you would do. Um, so it's definitely worth just sort of planning out your meals a little bit and just coming up with some defaults. So when you do, when you when you need to eat, um, you know what you're going to have, you know, and just have it really easy. You don't need any more obstacles in your way. So make sure you've kind of planned it out. And also, you know, if you've spent a lot of time snacking and, and eating, um, it's worth just coming up with a couple of default things to do for the time, to fill the time that you would normally take up snacking. You know, so if every like half an hour, you're like, oh, I'll just go look around the cupboards and see what there is to eat. Okay, you're suddenly left with a gulf in time where it's like, well, what do I do now? Normally I would be, you know, hunting around the kitchen looking for something to eat. What, what am I going to do now? So whether it's walk around the garden, take the dogs out, you know, do bloody 10 press-ups, anything to fill that time. But just have something to fill the time. Um, you know, read a couple of pages of your book. Whatever it, meditate is a great one. You know, whatever it is, like I said, just come up with something um, so that you you know, you, you like create a, a flag in your brain so that when you are faced with that period where you would normally snack, you know what you're going to do. You know, you're not, I'm th- not sort of twiddling your thumbs going, right, what, what, what should I do now? You know, because all you can do then is just dwell on the cravings. Um, another thing that you can do, another tip for this is, um, is to, to understand how cravings work. You know, we, we think that cravings will just grow and grow and grow until our head pops and they don't work like that. They come like waves. So, you know, just understanding that it'll come as a wave and that all you need to do is get past this, this current wave and then things will just get easier it's much easier then to sort of see it through so just think right okay you know i'm going to set a watch just for an hour let's go let's just stay with it stay with it and and it will pass you know um other things you can do is keep yourself busy you know um so whatever it is whether it's gardening housework work get in the gym you know go out walking whatever it is but just just have things to keep yourself busy um, you know create a list of to-dos around the house or whatever and um and just make sure you can fill that time it's when we you know when we start to get bored or a little bit fed up uh you know then we start looking for food to to give us that little hit of excitement you know because we are bored or whatever um now, I'm not going to go any more tips because like I said in the group there is a ton of um there is a ton of of things that you can um that you can be doing little tips and in there like I said there's nearly 140 people in there all doing the challenge now and they're all sharing meal ideas, tips, hacks, strategies whatever to help you succeed. So if you are interested in doing the 30-day sugar-free challenge, See the link in the description below. Um, Like I said, you could be the one that completely has their lives changed through this challenge. Um, You can run it hand in hand with other challenges. Uh, Over the next couple of weeks, I'll give you some updates how things are going. But in the meantime, take care.